Dinner Podcast, sponsored by Flyro. Yo, what's going on everyone? Welcome to the podcast. Big up the Flymo for sponsoring the podcast as well. Absolutely loving some of the content we're putting out there at the moment with Flymo. Having so much fun. It's so great to have him on board with the podcast. So let me be as creative as I want to and no one's complained about the singing yet. So that's always a a good thing. Uh, Such a great brand to have on board with this podcast. Uh, And if you want to find out more about them, it's flymo.com forward slash UK. If you want to get anything from them, or hit them up on the socials. They're always great on there too. Um, right, let's get into this week's podcast. It's with Richard Chivers. Uh, actually, actually, what was I going to say before that? Before that, Because someone said to me, actually my brother said to me, uh, he said, you never mention the book, do you? You never mention about the book. So, <laughs> sell, 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 guys. Here we go. You ready for me, me sales spiel? Hi, hi, hi there. Maybe you're thinking you want a garden with kids. Wow. Panic no more. Were you panicking? Probably not. Panic no more because I've got a a brand new book. It's actually about three months old. A brand new book. It's pretty new still. Brand new book for you that you can get the kids gardening. It's imaginatively named How to Get Kids Gardening with the Skinny Jean Gardener. With over 30 different gardening makes... For you, yes, you and the kids that cost literally hardly anything. So, do you want to get gardening in this 2020? Great! Then you need to hit up skinnygenegardener.co.uk forward slash shop now. There you go, Dale. That's, uh, that's me... Me, me, me selling the book. <clears throat> Let's get into it. So this week on the podcast, we've got Sharp in Your Spades, Mr. Richard Chivers. Uh, do you know what? And we do talk about this at the start of the podcast. Um, we've been trying to do an interview for such a long time. Every time we bump into each other, we're like, oh, we'll do that later. We'll do that later, that podcast. Um, or we'll, we'll do it next time we see each other. And then lockdown has happened, and um, it's not quite worked out, is it? We, f- we said we were going to see each other at Cardiff. It never happened. So... Look, we sat down, and I really want to chat to Richard, because I know he's a great person to chat to. He's a really nice chatter. <laughs> chat, he's a bit of a chatterbox. Uh, and he sort of thinks the same as me, which is lovely. Uh, and we talk about him growing uh, his allotment and gardening with kids as well, and how he gets his kids involved in the garden. It's such a great chat. One thing I would say is it was one of my first... I mean, you know me. If you listen back to the rest of the podcast, I usually go out there chat to people face to face and and this whole chatting over the phone chatting through skype is very new it's very new to me and you know some of the audio is a little bit dodgy in this one but but and the internet connection it's not my fault about internet connection easy for you to say (laughs) uh so look i hope you excuse that but the chat is gold let's hit play Cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-
today we've got on the I never start like this usually, but today we've got on Mr. Richard Chivers uh, from Sharp in Your Space. Hello, mate. You all right? I'm good. Good to see you, Lee. How's things? Yeah, good, man. It feels like a long, long time since I saw you. Feels like a long, long time since I saw anyone. Well, that's true. <laughs> when did we last? What what show did we last see each other at? Uh, it it must have been uh, last year. It must have been the, not last year at the um, BBC Gardeners World live. I think was it last year? Yeah. Uh... I don't even think it was last year. What did did I? I don't think I saw you last year at BBC Gardeners World. I saw you at Car- did I see you at Cardiff. No. When did I see you then? I definitely no. saw you. We spoke talk about Cardiff, but yeah, we it was it was def- I'm sure it was definitely BBC Live, BBC Gardeners World Live. We definitely bumped into each other once. But that seems year. like a... <laughs> uh, I know what it was. It was um, uh, Garden Media Guild. No, was it? I don't know. Let's just do a I'm losing track of us working out when <laughs> when we saw each other last. <laughs> anyway, I saw you last year, mate. It was really great to see you. Uh, <laughs> memorable. <laughs> Uh, but I've been, exactly. mean, I've been mean to get you on the podcast for absolutely ages. Every time we see each other, it's like, oh, yeah, we'll we'll definitely do a chat. That never happens. And we yeah. just took it for granted that, oh, we'll see each other. So don't worry about it. I know. And and then we just, just don't do it. Yeah. I mean, that's it's just... Uh, so now here we are. As we're a pand- pandemic and we're, having, we're finally getting around to doing it. Brought us together, mate. Perfect. Perfect harmony. <laughs> um, how are things for you? All good? Yeah. Yeah, good. I mean... Uh, Still, still having the. Uh, I suppose it's a luxury for me to be able to go to the allotment still and um, having a garden. So yeah, I mean, I think that's been really, really helpful to have that bit of outdoor space. And I know there's so many people who do just don't have that kind of privilege, and so I'm thinking about them. And uh, but yeah, so and and the weather over 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 April has been just ridiculously um, wonderful to get outside. So yeah, it's helped a lot with the current current situation. Yeah. For, for people that are listening that might not have come across your blog and, and your YouTube, which I think is wicked, by the way, mate, you need to see more videos very soon, can you explain uh, what you're all about? Well, yeah, I I work full-time, um, but about, I hate to say, about 15 years ago, I'm in my mid-20s, I got into a, growing my own veg. Um, and so I have an allotment garden, and um, we grow lots of stuff for the kitchen. And, um, yeah, so... I'm a lot my gardener, I guess, and I just enjoy growing vegetables and fruit and flowers, and I'm trying to find, I suppose, ways of doing it while having a full-time job. <laughs> yeah, it's a juggling act, right? Yeah, yeah, but there's there's ways out there. I've, I'm learning every time that how can I make this easier because I just you just want to do it, you want to garden, so you just got to find ways that enable you to do it. Um, Without you feeling like a chore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when when I first, I think we must have. So, what age do you get get into gardening? About my mid twenties, so I'd say about my twenty five ish, something like that. Yeah. And um, it was about food. Um, I was I was really into my cooking. I still am. Um, I wasn't interested in gardening at all before then, and um, I ended up with a packet of tomato seeds. I can't even remember where they came from, and. Um, I thought I'm just going to throw these into a pot because it'd be great to have some tomatoes for the cook for the cooking, and um, yeah, and I got the bug. I mean, I, I, I grew these tomatoes in a small plastic greenhouse in a very tiny garden. Um, loved it, 
and um, I put my name down on an allotment waiting list, and and, and the rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> we sort of had like a similar story, really, because I I didn't get into gardening until I was like my mid twenties, and um, and it was exactly the same thing for us. Like we just chucked some seeds in, and then thought, right, we're getting an allotment, we're all over this. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's the magic of it, isn't it? Because you know, you if you give someone the opportunity just to stick a seed in the ground, and it's not really hard, and and it grows. Mm-hmm. It, it just catches you. you. Think this is this is great. I mean, I want to do it again. <laughs> did you have any experience when you were younger in gardening? Did you have any like memories of it at all? Uh, well, this is an interesting one because my grandfather was actually a market gardener um, before I came along. So he used to in Car- in Cardiff, um, and he used to grow all his own vegetables and then be the guy that went round selling his garden. You know, his his, his veg. And when he retired um, and they bought a, a, like a semi-detached house in, in, the, in, in Cardiff, um, it, it, the entire garden was vegetables. It was a big garden. Um, and I have memories of being out there as a kid, um, going for Sunday lunch and playing with my brother and my cousins. And we used to play in this garden, you know, the climbing beans and hiding, hiding behind the, uh, the, the old fruit bushes and stuff. But I wasn't interested in it. I, I don't know. I, but now, looking back, I just want to. There's some moments of that where it used to get us to catch like cabbage white butterflies and stuff. That I kind of think I'm kind of fond of those memories. But I've got to admit, I didn't feel like I was being sort of like directed by that memory at the time. But it's strange. Yeah. But other than that, that was it. That's all I have really. It was it was just this momentous occasion of putting some seeds in a pot in my mid twenties. And um, and growing some tomatoes. I think a lot of people. I think there's. I mean, definitely a generation of people that come across gardening in that way. I mean, a lot younger people now do a lot more, especially at the moment of what we're going through, a lot more gardening. But I think there's definitely a generation that don't get to it until their mid twenties, late twenties. Yeah, and I think I, 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 I generally wonder if there's a lot of similarities with things like people wanting people are cooking this that generation in 20s and 30s are cooking they they're moving into their first homes and stuff and there's an opportunity there whether you've got a balcony or a garden you you think well what am i going to do with it and for me it was a connection with food and for others it's just having that first space i guess and thinking well now i've got the opportunity i'm going to put some pots out or something and grow something and maybe that's the route in but i also think there's um, a big connection with well, two things one with families you, you know this yourself kids and I've learned that having my own child that you can connect and grow things and they get excited about that. But also I think we're much more aware, rightly so, with environmental issues. And there's a, there's a for me, there's a tangible connection between gardening and being aware of nature, our environment. And I'm, I just wonder if there's a combination of these things flying around, which which is why people are actually finding gardening, which is great. Yeah, it's fantastic, isn't it? It's... it's um... Maybe maybe the older you get, the more, like you say, the more you maybe think about them sort of things. Because when I'm when I'm going to Yates's, mate, when I'm when I'm eighteen, I wasn't thinking about that sort of thing. Well, I agree, and up until that point, mostly I was spending my time outside was in pub, pub beer gardens. Yeah, you know, well, that's, a, that's a good link, mate, to gardening. <laughs> What's your experience of gardening? Well, I've gone to a few pub gardens before. <laughs> uh, yeah. Memories of those. Yeah, it's their memories, mate. Definitely. <laughs> uh, what what made you um, like start getting into to, before the YouTube stuff? You obviously got your blog. So what made you like start blogging about it? 
Yeah, so my, my main stuff. My main stuff is is the blog. You keep reminding me of the YouTube channel, but I'm, I had a lot of fun doing that last year, and I must go and do some more of them because um, they were a lot of fun. They were a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, writing. Um, it kind of um, when I started growing my own and had an allotment and stuff. I think you can feel as someone in his twenties, you can feel a little bit isolated because you go to the allotments. And, and it's, it's completely changed now for the better, fantastic, in 15 years. But at the time, I remember going there, and there was just old men in flat hats. Yeah. And and they were full of, like, old man wisdom and stuff, which is brilliant. But you feel a little bit out, out of it because you there's someone in his 20s growing veg. And I realized there's this huge community online. So I started, as you do, coming back thinking, I'll Google some stuff. And it's only when you start Googling allotments and stuff, you find that there's a huge, huge um, community of like-minded people, similar age of you on places like Instagram and, and, and Twitter and on the socials and stuff. And um, you've got the YouTube channels where people are growing their own and, and, and they're, they're the similar age to you. They've got the same kind of outlook on life. Um, and I thought, well, I'm, I'm going to do this as well. I want to be part of that community. So I started going on social media and, and then I started writing a blog because it was two things. It was about one, that connection to people, like-minded people. But also, I found that for the first time, writing, because I never thought of myself as a writer, but I, I wrote to learn. And so I was learning and writing about my experiences and stuff that I'd learned about in gardening and growing my own. And I found it a really good sort of method to inform myself and it just led to connections and led to other people who started commenting and you'd read other people's blogs. And, and I think that is so important that there is this more than effort now in, in our current situation, you realize actually the online world has a lot of negatives about it, but there's a lot of positive stuff about it as well. And communities that like the gardening community that I feel like we're a part of online is such a positive place to be supportive and, and and that was it really so the blogging and the social media came from having that desire to be connected to the community that is bigger than just where you live and it's wonderful i think um i feel like there's different parts of our industry which sort of grow together and i feel like we mm-hmm. are in like a little me you and there's a few, loads of others obviously we're in like one section that we've all sort of come together into it at the same time so it's quite yeah. it's quite a nice thing where we all sort of can bounce ideas and support each other which i, I love about it i think so and i and i like i said it i think there's kind of a with like you and me and, and the people in their mid-20s and upwards who are getting into gardening growing your own for the first time i generally get a feeling that there is a similar set of principles that people are doing it for, or there's a similar reasons that people are doing it, whether that's having children, the environment, food, whatever. I mean, there's this, I just, every time I connect with someone on Instagram or through the blog or or whatever, they they always strike me as they're on the same wavelength. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Definitely, man. You do something called, uh, what's it, on your, what's it, what do you call it? Beer Friday. (laughs) I always call it Beer Fridays. So Richard Beer beer Friday. it's beer o'clock, that's and um, that's turned into something bigger than the gardening in some ways. It's just like, it's massive, which I love it. it just, I, I, I just thought, you know, on Instagram, I would like one Friday, I thought I'm going to show everyone I'm having a beer because it's Friday. 
there's already a tag called Beer O'Clock, and everyone started joining in, so it's great. Mate, how that's not sponsored by Stella or something? Yeah, I do not know. It's not. It's not. And I'm pretty sure. I, I, I would hope it would never be sponsored by Stella. Um, <laughs> I just thought the worst brand that you had to do with. If any other real ill brands want to contact me for some sponsorship, I'm, I'm waving at them now. Like Carling or Carlsberg. <laughs> <laughs> Smirnoff. Anyone like that. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, you, you've mentioned some horrific people there and uh... <laughs> I, thought, I knew you wouldn't like that I thought I thought I'd just chuck some random <laughs> not about that obviously mate but but it's definitely like brought people together I really think that it's um I mean I always see people in the garden community I mean unfortunately because I'm kids gardener mate I can't really be part of it that often but <laughs> um I always see people like do maybe I could do like Ribena Fridays or something like that um but I always see loads of people coming together. It feels like everyone sort of ticks their rest of the week off from, for doing it. I, 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 yeah, I think so. And, and, and jokes aside, I mean, it's, it's purely about what I was talking about earlier is that there's there's people online, you and um, so many other people I've met through social media and, and the blogging and stuff that I think of as friends. And I've, I've not met every one of them i've met and, and i feel like when i do meet people the opportunity to meet people in real life at events or something it's like meeting someone i've known for a while yeah. and i think that is that that's a point that it does feel like community so the things like beer clark or just sharing random stuff that doesn't even have to be always garden related it's, it's about being a, about a group of friends online i think so yeah that's that's a sense it, you know it's a it's a testament of the that community that seems to have built around it really definitely do definitely man um, one of the big things I always talk about, like, is um, about kids getting into gardening and and how we can do that. And you've got a daughter, and I wonder how much uh, you get her involved, or or how much she comes down to the allotment. Yeah, I mean, Ava is, is nine now, and um, I'm going into probably nearly my fourth year with with uh, with the allotment, um, and she's been a part of it right from the start. So when we went down, when I took this allotment on and we went down there and we signed up to the key. She came with me and it was this overgrown place and she would always come with me and um, right from the beginning, she still does come with me. Um, and I think that's a big part of it, that if you take on an allotment or you're starting a veg, veggie patch in your garden, it's just have the children there from the beginning. You don't even have to be sort of like directly involved in them all the time. It's sort of like Ava was just a she just knew going to the allotment site was, was fun. Yeah. And while I was pulling up clumps of grass and stuff, she could be dancing around in the overgrowth playing fairy castles and stuff. <laughs> but she, it was a connect, it was a connection to that place for her. Um, and she always has fun down there. And and then obviously you can get them into garden because you can just, what I found was that Ava would just ask me questions. So what are you doing dad? And I would tell her, and then I would ask her to, well, do you want to sow these seeds now? Um, so I think that's a big part of it, is just having them it there with you. A lot of the time, she just would ask me questions about what I was doing, and I might be, well, I'm just sowing these seeds, and they're going to grow into this plant, and would you like to do that with me? And then that's one way of engaging her in, into that part of it. And the other stuff, I think, is about choosing vegetables, crops, and flowers that really appealing to children so when i started 
doing it for Ava, I would always grow things that she would already enjoy eating. So potatoes and peas. But I would choose varieties that were perhaps adding a bit more excitement. So purple potatoes, for example, or um, yellow pea, yellow mange two peas or purple potted peas, just to say, well, these are peas, but they're different. And look, look what we can grow together. Mm. And things, and also I think it's about growing things that, in the beginning, especially, it was about growing things that um, cropped or produced really, really quickly. So radishes, for example, <laughs> you can sow them and they can see, children can see something happening within a matter of weeks. You know, you, you can, they can be eating them if they want to within a matter of weeks. It's not like they have to stick a, um, you know, um, a, a parsnip in the a seed in the ground and then they can't harvest until 12 months later or whatever. Yeah. Um, is is about having something that in, it really sort of like drives that engagement, so things that happen really, really quickly. Um, so that's definitely what it's been about, Avon. I think so. The, the key things for me have been to get children involved. Or my experience of getting Ava involved is that just have her there in the garden or the allotment with you. You don't have to be gardening or instructing her in that. She just has to be a part of that environment, and it just becomes kind of normal and. And let her have sort of like games and play around it. So she's just part of it and she's an, an interesting and exciting place to be and a comfortable place to be. Exactly. And then I found that the questions just came and then you can go from there. That's that's really interesting. I've never thought about it in that way. Just, just at least having them there and then letting them decide when they're ready to ask questions about it. I think so. I, I, so even now, when we go down to the allotment, we'll take colouring books and reading books, and she takes a scooter. She's not constantly on the allotment, weeding with me, sowing plants or, or doing all of that kind of stuff. She's just there. And then when either she has a question, we engage on it, or whether I'm doing something I think that she will enjoy participating in, that's how we. That's how it works. And and ultimately, she she's always excited to go there. And if I say we go to the allotment for the day, she's never saying, oh, I don't want to go to the allotment today, because it's always a place that she can play as well as join in the gardening. Yeah. I've never, I've never thought about that, because I've, I've, with my daughter, Olive, she always plays outside and lets me potter around the garden. And that generally does happen. And if you keep, if you say, oh, we're doing gardening today, then it almost becomes a bit of a chore for them. I think so, yeah, and, I, and 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 that's exactly what I would was determined not to happen. Not just for Ava, for me as well. And I think it goes for anyone. Um, if you're getting into gardening, is that you do anything possible to not make it a chore, um, because no one wants to do chores, do they? They want to do things that provide um, pleasure and enjoyment. So, absolutely, yeah, definitely not to make it a chore. And so, yeah, I think that was my trick. Is the fact is just go down there with. A, bag of toys and stuff and let the gardening sort of happen in and around her play yeah. and experience yeah do you, um, has ever got her own little area in the garden to do her own thing or she keeps bugging me about that and i feel bad that i've never ever so like she she has pots and stuff down there and she's now bugging me that she wants me to build her her own little shed <laughs> i mean <laughs> daddy hasn't even got a shed so <laughs> <laughs> So um, every time we go down there, that she keeps reminding me, oh, you promised you're going to build me this little wooden shed or playhouse, and I, I, I've got to do it now. Oh, no, you've got a job <laughs> on your hands now, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. It's, it's... But this year, we, we, yeah, she's got her own, she's got her own pots in the garden at home, so she's just grown 
from seeds and marigolds called Naughty Marietta. And she's really, really excited about that. She sowed the seeds. And again, there's something that came up really, really quickly. Um, so within a matter of days, the seeds are popping through. And she was like really enthusiastic about, well, what do we do next? And we can put them into the pots now and stuff. So, yeah, so at home is wherever you are, I think whether you've got a plot or a pot, you can just give, give a child something yeah. to grow. A hundred percent is about because with Olive, um, we sowed a load of lettuce and um, some salad and some beetroot the other day. Yeah. And since then, that was about a week and a half ago, and since then she's pretty much asked me every day how are they getting on, or keeps coming down to see what they're doing in the allotment. And um, and I think if I'd sown them and just told her about it, she wouldn't have been so bothered. But because she literally ripped the packet open and did it all herself. She is in her head. She's thinking about it. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think, you know, we probably say that that's about that, that that person and child has invested time and effort into it. But they don't think like that. But that's that's really what's happening, isn't it? You're thinking you've just you've you've let them do something that they can feel in charge of or that they've done. And um, I think it's also important not to try and put any rules around it because I, I've got to admit I, I can be pretty guilty of this sometimes of saying oh we need to do it this way or we need to do it that way and I think actually that's probably not the best way to do it just let them throw a, too many seeds in one pot and just see what happens really yeah. because otherwise it becomes it comes like well I'm following rules again and I think so I think there's a lot of that whether it's about them actually doing it themselves throwing the seeds in and wanting to see well what happens next yeah, many a time I've watched Olive go and chuck a load of seeds in. I've been like, don't, oh, oh, no, it's fine. Don't worry, carry on. You're all right. <laughs> it is. It's really hard, isn't it? Because you think, no, no, this is, this part of, I think it's part of the problem becoming an adult as well. We we all, we we get like to a point where we think, well, we've got to do things by a certain rule or um, uh, there's there's certain ways of doing things. Whereas kids don't really have that kind of um, that's kind of barrier, do they? They just want to just go off and do it. It's great. No, it's brilliant, man. It's brilliant. <laughs> People always ask me, how do you cut your lawn? Ha! Well, the simple answer is, well, uh, let me tell you. I fly flammo, flammo, with daily flammo, 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 with daily flammo. During this time at the moment, so have you been down the allotment a lot more than, than usual? Well, I've, I've been a bit conscious about it in the sense that um, I think allotment holders, majority it seems anyway across the country, have been quite lucky in that despite obviously the health crisis that we've been allowed to still use allotments with rules. So I've been trying to minimise how much I go down there, but I have been going down there nearly every day. And that's that's been really quite a luxury, in fact, especially when you we, we all spend so much time in, in the house or indoors, quite isolated, mm. going to the allotment and obviously keeping social distances from portals, but just having the opportunity to chat to someone um, from a distance and wave and have some fresh air and, and do something that's a bit active and, and sort of like directly involved with 
gardening and the soil and stuff has been really really wonderful for me so i have been going down there more frequently probably more frequently than i would normally do in a working week um because it's it's kind of like oh brilliant i've got some time now i can just nip down to the allotment and just run a hoe around keep on top of the weeds or or just put another row of um lettuce in or whatnot so it's been a really great privilege for me to be able to do that i think one one of the things I've been thinking about a lot more, or a lot more recently, which is just how lucky uh, I am to have a, a garden and an allotment. Yeah, because yeah, there's so many people at the moment that haven't got one, um, uh, and have to sort of either try and grow on windowsills or, or not. In some cases, yeah, I I agree, and I you know I've said this to a number of people. I think there's two things there. One. You know, when you live in a city, especially, I think outside space in your home is very much as a premium. And, and, you know, so many people would never be able to afford in any any probably any city or urbanized places to have that luxury of a garden of some kind. I mean, we have a small one here, but it's not a huge place. But it goes back to why I think allotments, especially in cities, are so important is that you get this huge area of space as a family or as an individual um, within your community, which is usually a very reasonable price for the year that you just wouldn't get attached to your house in the city. And I think that's why they're so important is that you get that outside space. Um, but yeah, there's going to be so many people who I, I, I agree that I'm sitting here going up in my garden um, quite a lot throughout the day and that's a privilege and there's so many people who don't have that and um and it's about like you said trying to do things in a balcony or on a windowsill and stuff which is which is good and, and it's encouraging that people are trying to grow with like lettuce or something in a trough on their windowsill or in pots on their balconies but um i just wonder if it gives us especially at times like this it gives us a new sense of of understanding how important our outside environment is to us as human beings and um <laughs> it's, it definitely it definitely does make you think a lot more about that sort of thing i think i i think so yeah i mean and i do I, I i feel i feel incredibly privileged to have it um but hopefully the knock-on effect will be people engaging with like outside spaces allotments community gardens and and stuff as we come out of this horrible situation that we're currently in the biggest thing is that people are thinking about gardening a lot more that's i mean you're gonna have people that have never even thought about doing gardening getting out there and yeah. doing something and i'm i'm really interested by that for two reasons is that why why would you suddenly become more interested in gardening and this is a really good thing by the way but why why are people becoming more interested and i think there's some there's definitely some questions to be asked about why did you suddenly think well i'm gonna start growing my own plants or growing my own veg again because i'm stuck in my house for um you know for so long and um yeah i'm, I'm interested by that because is it about people suddenly realizing god i miss the outside world i miss having that connection um, so I'm going to start connecting with it in any way I can, if that's growing growing plants in my garden. Mm-hmm. Or is there gen- genuinely another reason for it? I, I I think it's just an interesting thing to look at after this whole pandemic is out of the way, and maybe maybe the industry or you know, some journalists need to look at that and say, well, what caused that sudden desire for people to start growing things more? Definitely. One, one of the things that is going to happen is there going to be two chaps like us in the 
far, far future, sitting on a podcast chatting about how they got into gardening <laughs> when they were little, and it would have, and they're not going to say their only experiences. Uh, beer garden mate they're gonna they're gonna say they they started gardening when they were like five because of of this yeah i mean i mean that, that probably is something isn't it? well i start i started the gardening because i was stuck <laughs> yes. inside for 23 hours a day um which is a which is a really interesting story of of, the, of, a, of a generation of probably young children now who are growing up through this and getting into gardening that way is is a story to tell isn't it and um my my job's done now, mate. I I I started the whole year trying to get as many children gardening. This is sort of dealt with that, so I'm sort of out maybe of the job at the end of this, mate. Well, maybe maybe this is a result of your effort that you just spent so long <laughs> getting those kids into gardening that we've it came at the right time that you know your book came out. You were going around the schools telling these kids about gardening and how exciting it is, how important it is. We get into lockdown and um, a health pandemic, and um, they're all gardening. Much more you positive take, spin. <laughs> you, should take, you should take credit, you know. I'll just... Yeah. <laughs> Clap for Lee, mate. Clap for Lee on Thursdays. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Why not? Uh, dude, where can everyone find out more about you? Well, um, I, I try and write on my blog as often as I can still. That's at sharpenyourspades.com. Um, and any comments, people, I'm always loving people to comment on that and, um, and get in touch with me that way. Um, but as you know, I'm pretty lively on social media, um, particularly Instagram. I think there's a wonderful community of gardeners on, on Instagram, and I'm on there as Sharp and Your Spades. Um, I'm also on Twitter at Spade Sharp. Um, I think that's about it, really. <laughs> I, think that, I think that's all the places you can find me online. That covers it, mate. That covers it. Oh, do you know what? Before I let you go, actually, there's one thing that is in my mind that I must chat to you about. And okay. It's your polytunnel. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I love my polytunnel. I'm so lucky with that. I'm so jealous yeah. of it, man. Yeah, I mean, that. that I mean, I, I again, I'm just lucky to have my dad, who's um, who's a who's a skilled craftsman, basically. And um, yeah, because I took back in 2018, I wanted a polytunnel. I I made this really cheap one from like an old, uh, a, a cheap bit of something on eBay and my own contraptions of wood and stuff and it was okay but as soon as we had the the gales in the winter that year it was well it it, it turned up in another neighboring plot further up the allotment site so that was the end of that alarm so my dad said well i'll come and build you one and um, i'm really lucky my dad's a, a cabinet maker by profession and um, he's retired now so he's very good with you know his technical stuff with wood and creation and stuff like that is good so uh, yeah and he he said he would do it and um he built this timber frame in his garage and then brought it down in sections it was kind of like a, a lego project a giant scale lego project and he built it up and, and put it in and i put a cover over it and it's the best thing that could ever happen to me on that allotment and it's just been wonderful but yeah so many people have commented on it and i i wish i i, I had my dad's technic technical ability to tell people exactly how we did it but um i don't <laughs> It's an absolute thing of beauty, mate. Yeah, it's, it's, it is nice. I, when he told me he wanted to build one out of timber, I was thinking, I'm not sure how that's going to look, but I'm so glad he did it because it, it just looks really, really nice as well as having... Well, some, you're not the first person who's, who's messaged me and asked, would your dad do this? <laughs> um, 
My dad, my dad's in his late sixties now, and he's 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 only he's not long retired. And I'm thinking, do I really want to sort of like instigate an idea here, which would um have him yeah. <laughs> possibly <laughs> work working again? He's sitting there enjoying retirement. You go, oh, I've got hundred orders for you. Yeah, get him knocked up by Thursday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't. Anyway, I know it's randomly that I've added that onto the end, but I just could not go away without talking about that, mate, because. When I saw it on your awesome YouTube videos, mate, which now I've mentioned them, you must bring them back. <laughs> I will. Uh, I'll, get Kev, I'll get Kev back. I'll have to get Kev back because he, he did all my filming and stuff and editing. He's a bit of a he's, a... he's such a whiz with that kind of stuff. But, it's um, so wicked. I mean, obviously, at the moment, it's a bit hard, obviously harder to do, but I think they look wicked, man. Yeah, I would do it. I mean, I got it. You know yourself that those kind of stuff, they're quite time-consuming, though. <laughs> yeah, you don't realise. Like, if people uh, think, oh, they must get so much done... But actually, sitting there and recording all of that makes one job like three times as long. Yeah, I've got a huge amount of respect of these people who on, on, you see on other YouTube channels who manage to do it, and, and their videos look so lovely, and you're thinking, oh, I, I want to be able to do that. And then when you start trying to do it, you realise spend so much time changing the camera angle and stuff, yeah. get nothing done. So yeah, huge amount of respect for the people who could pull it off. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, thanks so much, Rich, for coming on anyway, dude. I'm glad we finally oh, got to chat on here. Lee's pleasure, and and I'll have to as soon as this is out of the way and we can catch up, we'll catch up again properly in real life again and um, share a share a Ribena or something. <laughs> for sure, mate. For sure. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. <laughs> Cheers, man. All the best. Thank you so much to Richard for coming on the podcast. Again, it's just so great. I'm having so many great chats at the moment with people that I absolutely love to watch. I love it. I mean, now I've sort of said that he's sort of forced now to get his YouTube hat back on, isn't he? <laughs> I was pushing the YouTube. I was like, you've got to get me back in the YouTube. He's like, stop talking about it, Lee. I don't want to do it at the moment. Um, but I love his videos. Go check that out. But also go check his blog out and as well, Shoving Your Spades. Uh, but yeah, so great to have him on. Thanks so much, Rich, if you're listening. Uh, if you enjoyed that chat, then let me know. Uh, also, give it a five-star review if you fancy it. Five-star review on your... No, not a four-star. Don't... That's ridiculous. Four Three star? No. Five stars. Out. Put five stars, and then afterwards, the comments you can lay into me. But as long as the five stars, I don't think anyone looks at the comments. It's just five stars only. Five stars only, right? Thanks so, thanks so much for listening, everyone. Hope you're enjoying the podcast at the moment. I'm really loving it. Um, but so much uh, activity at the moment on the socials from you guys, which is so cool to hear from you. So continue, please, because it helps my ego massively. Uh, thanks for listening. Much love, and I'll speak to you next week. Migration.
Podcast sponsored by Flyro.